Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, I want to welcome everyone to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor, and as always, for me, it's a privilege and an honor to come before you sharing in the word of the Lord. Amen. All right, on tonight, I'm not going to waste a lot of time in, in, in my introduction. Um, the title for this particular segment is Why the Bible is So Important. Why the Bible is So Important. Um, I know you might have a lot of questions of saying, why did he decide to make a podcast on that? Well, I like the word of God to speak. And I want to show you through the scriptures that the Bible does speak to every area of our lives, every area of our lives. And I got not every area down tonight, but I have a, quite a bit. So, um, as always, I would just ask that you get your piece of paper and a pen. By all means, get your Bibles so you can follow along these scriptures that I'm going to give you. Um, again, it is not my desire to give you my opinion. It is not my desire to give you any um, commentary of my own. I would rather for the Bible to speak. That way, um, it won't be what Marcus thinks, but it would be what the Bible does say. So, we're going to have a lot of scripture on tonight. But before we get started in our, our, our study on tonight, I want to go ahead and, and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We lift up your holy name. Father God, we thank you for another day. Lord, thank you for watching over us throughout this day. Lord, we come to you, Lord, asking that you would continue the process of healing, um, the process of purification. Lord, we ask that you would continue your process, Father God, of, of opening up hearts and minds, Father God, that have been closed towards you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Lord, once again, for this opportunity to come together on this podcast and, Lord, to share with your people the word of God. Lord, I pray for the first responders, Father God, the nurses, the doctors. Um, we ask that you protect them and watch over them, Father God. Lord, visit the nursing homes. Lord, visit the prisons. Visit the homeless, Father God, those in the hospital. Lord, we ask these things because we know that you're able to do it, Father God. Lord, we put our trust totally in you. For you are in control. Man can't do it. Only you can do it, Father God. And we trust you. Our faith is not in what, what man can come up with, but our faith is in you. And Father God, I definitely get out the way and decrease. And I ask the Holy Spirit to increase. As always, Father God, please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And Father God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, if there's anything in me right now that should not be, I pray, Father God, that you forgive me of that, of that sin and transgression. And Lord, make me to be a vessel used by you. I thank you, Father God, for always listening, always hearing my prayers, Father God. And Father God, I pray right now that something will be said in this segment on tonight that will make someone want to know more about you. Make them want to know more about this Bible that I love and that I teach from. I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity. And uh, we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus Christ's holy name. It is so and amen. All right. Well, the topic again for this particular podcast is why the Bible is so important. Amen. And like I said, I have quite a few scriptures. I'm looking at my, at my notes. I got at least 15 points. So at least count on 
15 scriptures. <laughs> so I um, hope you're ready. But I think it's going to be a blessing. Um, let the Bible speak should be uh, the norm. But unfortunately, we live in a day and time where um, men want to give their own opinions. They want to give their own commentaries on what the Bible says. I don't believe that commentaries are, are not useful. They are to a certain degree. But for me personally, I would rather the Bible speak. Uh, God's word is true. It is holy and it comes from God himself. And you know, if it comes from God, it can't be wrong. Amen. So um, I guess if I had to to pick out a foundational scripture, let's go to Second Timothy three and 16. Let's go to Second Timothy three and 16. Now, this is a familiar verse of scripture for those of you who are are, are someone who likes to study the word like I do. But for those who doubt the, that the Bible is authoritative and that is inspired by God, this scripture will, will prove all of that. Amen. Second Timothy 3 and 16, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That word doctrine is another word for teaching, for reproof, for correction. We need it. We need to be corrected at times. For instruction, we definitely need instruction for righteousness. That should be the goal for every believer to live a righteous life. Amen. So this second Timothy 3.16 says the Bible is inspired by God. So if it's inspired by God, then he's the author. In other words, it's God. He breathed these words and he gave in, gave men the inspiration to write down what the Bible contains. Amen. All right, so we had to, I had to set my foundation scripture so that people would know that I believe that the Bible is inerrant. Uh, I believe it is God inspired. I believe that God gives his instruction through his word. I believe that the Bible has a lot to say for our lives. Many areas of, in our lives, people want to say the Bible doesn't speak. Well, I, I differ from that thought. I believe that the Bible has a lot to say and almost it will and probably in every area of our life, although you may be not every every topic may not be found in the Bible for our lives. The Bible does speak wisdom. And because the Bible is inspired by God, that wisdom is a godly wisdom. Amen. So we just covered um, our foundation. Second Timothy three and 16. Now. We have to realize that many believers would have you to think that the Holy Scriptures are just a collection of old sayings and proverbs not relevant for our day and time. And you have people that, that profess that. Um, if you go online, you'll see a lot of people who don't believe in God saying, oh, the Bible's not true. It's just a book of stories. Those stories couldn't have happened. Um, and people who believe it are fools. Okay, well, that's your opinion. But I believe what the Bible says. And if God inspired this Bible, then I believe it is true. I believe that God orchestrated this Bible for a reason. For his chosen, which are the saints of God, to be able to live a life holy and righteous with the instructions that come from the mouth of God. And his Bible is his instruction amen 
So we have to realize that the Bible has been around for a long time and it hasn't let hasn't let me down. And those who read it, I know it hasn't let you down. So why would it start to let you down now? We, have, we live in a world where everything is topsy-turvy and we don't and people don't have a lot to hold on to. Now, I'm talking about those who don't know Jesus Christ or have a relationship with God. They don't have a lot to hold on to. But we do. We have an instruction manual to tell us how to live, how to function, how to operate in this current world realm. Amen. So the Bible for us is vital. And I asked a question for my topic. Why the Bible is important? Well, um, the first one, of course, is the Bible is important because God inspired it. He inspired it himself. And again, we just read 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. All right. My next point is the scriptures are eternal. So now if you have your Bibles and I pray you do meet me in the book of Matthew chapter 24. And I want to hit verse 35, Matthew 24. And I want to hit verse 35, Matthew 24 and 35. And the Bible reads, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So if there's any doubt in your mind of the Bible being eternal, Here's your proof. Matthew 24, verse 35. And I'm going to read it again. Heaven and earth shall pass away. So it's telling you that heaven and this earth are at some point going to pass away. And you, and you can find and that's backed up by scripture. I don't have time to get in a study of that. But that's in the Bible too. So heaven and earth will pass away. But my words... This is Jesus speaking, shall not pass away, meaning his word will never pass away. So those who don't have a hope at all, we do. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and the words out of this book. Amen. So, right. So first one we had was why is the Bible so important? Because it's God inspired. Next point is because the scriptures are eternal. And again, we read Matthew 24, and verse 35. The next point is why the Bible is so important. Because it teaches us how to live every day. Amen. So now, stay in that same book of Matthew, but go back to the fourth chapter. Matthew 4, and I want to read verse number 4. Another familiar verse of scripture to those who take time to read the word of God. Amen. Just to give you kind of a little um, introduction to this one we're going to read next. Jesus, after being baptized, was led into the wilderness to be tempted, you know, 40 days and 40 nights. Um, the enemy had came to tempt him, to try him. But as you would read the whole account, Jesus did not use physical um, to protect himself. He used the one thing that I believe if a lot of Christians would just stop. And use the weapon that Jesus used against the devil. We would be more victorious in our lives. And so we're going to read this. This, this very important verse. Um, this is one that I would say. All the Bible is important. 
but this account that Jesus, with this weapon that Jesus used against the enemy is vital to the believer, amen? So Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, and again, setting up what I'm about to read, you have the enemy tempting Jesus, trying to get him in his weakest state because he was hungry and he was weak because he had been fasting. But how many know after reading this that even though Jesus may have appeared to be weak, he still was strong because he still had a weapon at his disposal. So let's read this fourth chapter of Matthew in verse number four in the Bible reads. And he talking about Jesus answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So here we have it. The enemy comes to attack, which he does. And if you're not prepared, you might get defeated. But Jesus having a weapon at his disposal that the enemy probably didn't count on, even though the enemy does know the word, but he did not count on Jesus using his sword of the spirit. No pun intended, but he had his sword. And what is the sword of the spirit? It's the word of God. He didn't try to get into a debate. He didn't try to get into to a, uh, to any argument. He just used the word of God back at the enemy. So let's read that again. Verse four says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he's telling us as believers in our day and time now. Physical food, sure, that's important for the body, but you don't live by that alone. You don't live by bread alone, but by every word, every God inspired word, every eternal word that comes out of the mouth of God, meaning he's talking about the scriptures. Amen. So, all right. So we'll go back and recount it. We'll recap again. Why is the Bible so important? The Bible is important because one is God inspired two because it's eternal and three. It gives us instruction on how to live every day. Amen. All right, moving on. Our next one is why the Bible is so important is because it produces faith. The Bible is important because it produces faith. Now, I need you to turn your Bible to the book of, of Romans chapter 10. And I want to read verse number 17. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. And the word of the, of the Lord reads. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, did you get that? Faith, you know, faith, we, the now faith we talk about in, in Hebrews, comes by hearing. In other words, when you hear the word, it's going to cause an effect in your life. It's going to cause your faith to be built up. It said faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? Not just anything. It comes from hearing the word of the Lord. That's why it's important to get to find you good Bible teachers. 
so that you can um, good preaching so that you can hear someone expose it and teach you the word of the Lord. Amen. And even in that, you still have to use uh, discretion and you have to allow yourself to test the spirits. And I did a teaching on that um, in one of my podcasts talking about you are supposed to test the spirits. Amen. Because everyone who's bringing you the word um, may not be totally sold out for God. And what I mean by that is you have to be careful on what people are saying. Pay attention. But most importantly, be as the Bereans did in Acts 17. They heard what was preached to them. And it's not to say that they didn't believe it, but they wanted to make sure that whatever was taught to them, that it lined up with the scriptures. And this is what you, me and all who profess to being believers in Christ are supposed to do. Amen. So in this Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible says, so then faith, our faith comes by hearing and hearing not just idle babble but hearing the word of God hearing the scriptures that's why it's important every day to partake of the word of God even if you just read it out loud to yourself you're hearing it you're 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 building up your faith because you know what the word of God is telling you amen all right so now we discovered that it builds or produces our faith. Amen. All right. Hope you're writing these down. Moving along. Our next one is why the Bible is important. Because it produces something that a lot of people are in need of right now. And that's healing. The Bible is important because it can produce healing. All right. Now turn with me to the last book of the Bible. In the book of Revelation. Chapter 21. And I want to read... Um, Verse number four, 21 and verse four. And you have to understand how important getting in your word is. Amen. You have to. The Bible speaks on topics concerning our life now. Amen. Revelation 21 and verse four. Amen. All right. And the Bible says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more get this death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away that's a very important passage of scripture what he's saying here there's going to come a time where every tear shall be wiped away no more death. Won't that be a glorious time? Neither shall there be any sorrow, sadness. Right now, uh, the suicide rate has, has, has went up a lot because of what's going on in our world. Amen. But I do believe that a person who is wrestling with suicide, had they had someone to talk about Jesus to them, Jesus Christ, I do believe that they, their lives could have been saved. Amen. I, I do believe that. That's why for me it's important that I share this gospel, share the word of God with as many people as possible. Because I don't know who's actually going to accept Jesus Christ who didn't before. But if I didn't take the time to give the word of God, to share it like I'm trying to do, 
then who knows what whose life could be changed. And this is not just for me. This is for all of you who are out there who profess to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Take time to share the word of God with, with a stranger if you have to. Because you don't know their relationship with God unless they tell you. And you could be the difference between life, eternal life, or death, eternal separation from God. So share the gospel, share the word of God with as many people as you possibly can. Amen. So, all right. So now we learn that the scripture does produce healing. The Bible also says in Isaiah that by the stripes that were laid upon our Lord and Savior, we are healed. Amen. And that's in Isaiah 53. Amen. If you get time to read that whole chapter, it's a, it's a very powerful chapter. Actually, I call it um, the Old Testament uh, gospel. I call it the Old Testament gospel. Amen. Um, it's very important. It talks about the suffering servant, which we know is Jesus Christ. So take time to read that in Isaiah 53. Amen. So we, we realize now that the Bible is inspired by God. We, we know that it's eternal uh, and we know that it's sufficient for our lives every day. We know that the Bible can produce faith. And now we have found out that it can produce and bring to pass healing in our lives. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. Now, why is the Bible so important? It's because if you want to be successful in your Christian life, there's one thing that you need to do as a believer. And this next one, I believe, is very important. We need to pray the Bible. I know people have uh, long, drawn-out prayers. And when I was a believer, uh, um, when I was a young believer, I didn't know how to pray. Everybody was telling me, man, just talk to God. Talk to him like he's your friend. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, even in the fact that I understood what they were saying, that really didn't sit right with me. And it was years later that I found out why it didn't sit right with me. Sure, God is a loving father and he wants his children to come to him and be comfortable. But I cannot approach the sovereign and holy and righteous all-powerful all-knowing God as my as my buddy or my partner or my homeboy that's not going to happen because he's not that he's God and he's God all alone give him the respect give him the honor give him the glory that is due his holy name amen so for me, I couldn't do it that way. But as it relates to praying, if you pray the word back to God, the chances are your prayers are going to be more successful because his word, as he says in the Bible, will not return to him void. And we're going to read this particular verse of scripture. So if you have your Bibles and I pray you do, let's go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55. And we're going to take a look at a. Uh, Another familiar verse of scripture, if you are a Bible reader like I am, Isaiah 55 and verse number, uh, I'll start at verse 10. I'm going to read 10 and 11. And the word reads, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but watereth the earth and makes it to bring forth bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. This is the verse I want to get to, verse 11. 
so shall my word be, get this, that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, get that, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. You heard it right there. God is saying, as the, as the rain comes down and snow that waters the earth so that seed can bring forth and bud, he's saying, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. In other words, the words that come out of God's mouth produce good things, not bad. Now, sure enough, in the Old Testament, we look at some things that happened that God was displeased with man. And some would say, well, those things weren't positive. In the eyes of us, it may not look like it was positive. But you have to always remember that it was always God's intention for us from the beginning to not to have to suffer. But because man decided that he wanted to go against the commandments the dictates, the testimonies, the instructions of God, things had to happen or repercussions occurred because of man's disobedience. But in this particular verse, God is saying the words that come out of his mouth are good and they will produce the right harvest if we take heed to them and obey what his word is is actually saying amen all right very powerful scripture is isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11 all right moving on all right we are to hear the word of god on a regular basis all right how many of us know that we need to hear the word of god constantly constantly so we can be reminded of the benefits of what god's word stands for amen so if you have your bibles turn with me now to the book of nehemiah Nehemiah chapter 8, I want to read for your hearing verses 1, 2, and 3. Nehemiah 8, 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord reads, And the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Verse 2 says, And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And verse 3 says, And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate. Get this, from morning until midday, before, the, before men and women, and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Now, here we have a good example of how church should be. People coming together on one accord with the same purpose in mind to hear what thus says the Lord through his word. And it says they were gathered together and it, and it, they, it says they brought the word. They brought the book, the law of Moses to, the, to Ezra, saying, here, read us, the, read us the scriptures. Read to us so that we can have an understanding. And it says 
men, women, and all who could understand were paying attention. It says they were attentive. They were very, very locked in, focus-wise, on what was being said. Church today, some churches, I won't say all, can't put them all in, in one lump, but there are a lot of churches today that don't, that don't read the Bible. I hate to say it, but there are some out here. And if you know someone, or if yourself, if you are in a church, and they give you one scripture for the whole, the whole sermon or a whole service, and they're not teaching you the word of God, you need to reevaluate if that's where God would want you to be. Because I believe that the Bible should be taught thoroughly, not just occasionally quote a scripture and not no one's expounding on it and telling you what it's actually saying. We got to stop this foolishness and get serious about the things of God. You need men, women who are teaching the word of God, preaching the true unadulterated scriptures to you and explaining what they're saying as opposed to just dropping you a scripture and then expecting you to understand what they're saying. How can a person understand if unless they're taught? Remember, Peter was talking to the Ethiopian eunuch and he asked him, said, do you understand what you're reading? He's like, no, how can I understand unless someone explain it to me? Exactly. Same premises here. If someone's not explaining to you the word of God, especially if you are babe in Christ, how are you supposed to know what's going on? Get in a Bible believing, Bible teaching church. Amen. All right. All right. Moving on here. So we realize that we need to hear the word on a constant basis. Amen. All right. Now, we also really need to realize that the word will instruct us. To test different spirits of men. Very interesting, huh? All right, turn with me now to the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. That's in the back of your Bible. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. And the Bible reads, Beloved, believe not every spirit. But it says try. And that word try could be interchanged with test. Test the spirits whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are a lot of people who profess to being men and women of God, but are not. They are actually instruments used from the enemy. Yes, the enemy can't come up in your in your house of worship. He can come in there. He can use different people. Don't assume because a person is walking up in the church that they're holy and they're sanctified and set apart. What do you think this verse I'm reading to you now is talking about? It's giving you a warning. Test the spirits. It says, believe not every spirit, but try or test the spirits to see whether they are of God. Because of the fact that there are people who come in as, as sheep but are actually wolves trying to distract, trying to distort the word of God to get the men and women off track. So now you realize that the Bible is important from the standpoint of you have to test the spirits of men to make sure that they are of God. Amen. All right. Now, as it relates to the word of God. Let me say this, too. This is another very, very important point for the, those who are in leadership or you yourself. If you 
um, or trying to give a word uh, of encouragement, uh, edification to someone else, please, by all means, be sure that you're giving the right word. And what I mean by that is you're giving the scripture in its proper context. You're not just cherry, as I call cherry picking a scripture out of the out of the air and then using it to fit your your personal doctrine. Don't do that or don't add into the scripture what you want to add in to fit what you're trying to say. These things have dire consequences. And I'm going to prove to you with this next scripture, the dire consequences. Amen. All right. So. When you're handling the word of God, please, please do it correctly because it can it can produce dire consequences. All right. Let's go back to the book of Revelation, chapter 22 and verse 18. Revelation 22 and verse 18. And the Bible reads, for I testify unto every man that hears the words of prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, get this, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. It's self-explanatory. There are consequences for adding to the word of God what it doesn't say. But unfortunately, we have men and women in pulpits every weekend, giving their own opinions, giving their own commentaries on what they think the word of God is saying without asking the Holy Spirit to guide them, without doing proper study, without doing proper meditation. And even get this, when you're studying, sometimes the verse that you're actually looking at, you might have to go back the prior chapter, maybe prior chapters and prior Versus after the one that you're focusing on to get the proper context of what that verse that you're looking at is actually saying. This is not done in a lot of churches. Proper Bible study habits are not being enforced. They need to be. Especially in the day and time that we're living in now. You cannot just open up your Bible and say, well, I'm just going to close my eyes, open it up, take my finger and wherever my finger lands, that's the scripture for me. That's playing Russian roulette with the Bible. You can't do it that way. The Bible is a structured book. And every verse, every chapter in it is strategically placed for a reason. And they de and it deals with different people in the Bible, different situations, different nations, even a different time frame. Now, as far as the time frame is concerned, you have to look at it from a historical value. What were they doing in their particular time as opposed to what we are doing in our day and time? But you also have to realize this and ask yourself this question. Who is speaking? Who they are speaking to? What's the subject matter? And then after you have figure that out, you still have to ask yourself another vital and vital and important question is, can I take that quote or that particular verse of scripture? Does it apply to me? 
Because contrary to what people are telling you and teaching you, not every verse in the Bible is meant for you. Look at who's speaking and who the particular person speaking, who they are talking to. You have the children of Israel. You have you have the Gentiles. You have many different people and nations in the Bible. You have to make sure people listen to me. You have to make sure that the verse that you're looking at is speaking directly to you because you can't claim something if it doesn't apply to you. You're wasting your time. And far too often you have believers that have taken scriptures out of context and said they want to stand on a scripture when the scripture wasn't even talking about them in the first place. This is very dangerous to do, but unfortunately you have men and women who haven't been instructed and haven't been taught on proper Bible study techniques and habits and how to interpret the Bible correctly. I'm here to help you. I had to learn this. Someone taught me. You know, I have an awesome leader who preaches to me and teaches me. And he made sure that we knew how to interpret the Bible. Amen. This is a, this is me, your brother in Christ, telling you, do not. Do not mishandle God's holy and righteous word. Amen. Because there are dire consequences. All right. All right. We're moving on. We're almost done. All right. The Bible is important because you need to understand what it's saying. But even in the fact that you need to understand what it's saying, you first need to read it. And after you have read it, don't don't just read it and then put it down. No. There's something called meditation yes you have to meditate over what you have just read you have to ponder it you have to turn it over in your mind think it through i gave you i gave you some instruction on how to do this find out who's speaking who are they speaking to what's the subject matter let all these things go throughout your mind but you also have to understand, I'm giving you kind of a Bible study one-on-one here. Look at the whole situation or scenario of that particular chapter or chapters that you're reading and studying. You have to get a historical background. Look at what's happening in that day and time. Look at the surroundings, the people involved. All these are very important factors as it relates to when you're reading the word of God, but you have to meditate, ponder, think it over. Don't just read it and say, I understand it and put it down and go on about your business because nine times out of 10, you probably didn't get the right understanding and you're not getting the proper context of what the Bible is actually saying. These are very important, valuable lessons that I'm trying to help you with. It'll save you a lot of grief and the Bible will open up to you in ways you will never imagine. Amen. All right. Now that's found in Joshua chapter one and verse eight. So let's go to the book of Joshua. Old Testament. Book of Joshua chapter one. And we want to look at verse number eight. Amen. Book of Joshua chapter one and verse eight. Bible reads this book of the law let it not depart out of your mouth uh, I'm going to stop right there because I want you to understand you have to 
You have to read the Bible. You can't just skim over it. Amen. It's very important that you retain what you are reading. You have to you have to understand that the Bible is very, very important. And if you don't take the time to look at what it's saying, you will get yourself in a world of trouble. All right. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate, as I just explained to you, therein. When should you meditate on the Bible? When should you read it? Day and night. That you may observe to do accordingly to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So there's benefits to reading the word of God day and night. It's benefits to reading the word of God and meditating and pondering over it. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. All you have to do is read it, obey what it's saying, understand what's being said to you, and the benefits are great. Amen. All right, still moving on. Now, this podcast is a little bit longer than what I normally do, but I had to get this into you because I think it's, it's vitally important that you go through the word of God. And I hope you're writing these scriptures down for yourself so that you can see for yourself that I'm not just making this stuff up. All right. And again, the topic of tonight's Bible study um, is why the Bible is so important. Amen. All right. Now, another tidbit that you need to understand is the Bible has a couple of languages and I'm not talking about Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. I'm talking about you have something called literal language and you have something called metaphorical language. These two different types of, of, of nuances in the Bible will actually, if you're not paying attention, will cause your understanding of what the Bible is saying to be kind of skewed. You have to pay attention to what I'm saying here. Metaphorical means you have uh, stories being told or you have um, parables being used. Jesus used those when he was teaching, using figures and images. Look at the book of Revelation. It's a lot of metaphorical language in the book of Revelation. And I think of a lot, a lot of people, as a matter of fact, I remember growing up and people telling me, I don't want to read the book of Revelation because all those different animals and, and stuff, that stuff is scary. Well, as I got older, I, I wondered, why won't people read? As a matter of fact, I want to know why preachers won't teach from the book of Revelation. What is the, what is the problem? Because if you're not properly teaching and being taught how to look for metaphorical and literal language, sure, you're going to mess it up. You're going to, you're going to butcher it up. But that's one thing you have to understand. Two types of language, metaphorical and literal. In other words, there are some passages in the Bible that don't need you to, to make that distinction because they say what they say. Let me give you an example. God so John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. The word begotten here means there is no one else like him. Son, that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but inherit everlasting life. That's not metaphorical. That's literal. 
that's what happened. There's no there's no guesswork there. So please, metaphorical language, literal, very important to the body of Christ. Amen. All right. Now, um, let me give you an example. Let's go to Jeremiah 15 and 16. I just want to show you. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 15. And I want to look at verse 16. And we're talking about, I gave you an example in John 3.16 of literal. Now I want to give you one of metaphorical. John, uh, Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. And the word of the Lord reads, Thy words were found, and I did, get this, eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord, God of hosts. Okay, what I want you to get out of that is, it's saying something, metaphorically speaking. Thy words were found, and I, it didn't say I read them, it didn't say I, uh, I pondered over them, it said I eat them. Well, that's not to say that you take your Bible, tear out a page, and put it in your mouth and eat it. What it's actually saying is that word eat is a metaphorical term that can be actually transliterated as for you to partake. When you're eating something, you're taking in. You're digesting. You get what I'm saying here? It's a metaphorical term for you to take in the word of God, for you to digest what it's saying. Which goes back to what we talked about in Joshua 1 and 8 when you have to meditate and ponder over it. But see, you're, you're, right now, you're taking it in. You're taking in this, the, the Bible verses that I'm giving you. You're taking it in. You're eating what I'm dishing out to you. Amen? So that's an example of literal and here in Jeremiah of metaphorical. Amen? Very important. All right. Now. The Bible also is important because it produces eternal life. Now, I just read to you the scripture for this one. It's John 316. I, I don't think I have to go back and give you and read that for you. You already know John 316. But the word of God produces eternal life. That's why it's the Bible is important. But also, now two more left here, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. The Bible of the Bible or the word of God protects us. Yes, it does. It gives instruction on how we can be protected. And it's got and it's all the way through from Revelation all the way through to I mean from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. The Bible is telling us that we have the protection of God. Now this verse or this particular passage that I'm going to give you is something that you probably have heard as, as a kid but I'm not going to I'm not going to pull out one verse. I'm going to say, read the whole 23rd Psalm. Psalm 23. And you go back and pick out the verses that talk about God's protection. I want you to do a little work. Amen. So, yes, the word of God can protect us. So I guess if I had to say an, an assignment for you, it would be for you to read Psalms 23. And pick out the verse or verses that talk about God's protection. Amen. All right. Now, the last one. Um, 
is something that we as believers should already know when we got saved. But unfortunately, some of us, you know, we still haven't come to that realization. But the realization that I want you to understand for this last one is that the Bible is important. It's so important to us because it produces wholeness. If you don't know that you're made whole or completed or complete through the finished work of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, then there's then there, there's an issue. You have to believe that. And the, and the enemy, he's playing on that on that point alone, that you don't know that you're whole, that you don't know that you're healed, that you don't know that you're victorious, that you don't know you're a, you're, you're a, you're a conqueror, that you don't know you're the head and not the tail, that you don't know that you are a child of God. So you must know that you're whole, you're made complete. There's nothing lacking. Jesus paid the cost. You have everything you need to function in this world because of the finished work, because of the shed blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is the last verse, Jeremiah 30. And I want you to read verse 17. I want to read for your hearing 17. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 30. And I want to read verse number 17. Amen. The Bible reads, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeks after. You are made whole. Now, this is also can be used for a scripture talking about healing. And let me just say this too. Dealing with what we have seen, not just with this pandemic, but life itself. People um, have, have died. A lot of people have died because of this pandemic, but people have died even before this pandemic. And there have been people who have prayed, God heal my loved one, heal my child. Don't let them die. But they did. Now, listen to me when I say this. Just because you prayed and your loved one or friend or whoever it was that you prayed for, they still passed on. Doesn't mean that the Bible is void what it says you can have healing. Listen to me, because look at the fact that if. The Bible said it, which it does in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. And if the Bible says you, we, we have healing, which it says here in Jeremiah 30 and 17, I will restore health to thee and I will heal thee of thy wounds, says the Lord. Then just know that God's word is true. Now you're saying, well, how can that be true? If they passed on, doesn't say when the healing or when the restoration of their health would take place. Don't you know when we are in eternity with God, there is healing. Our bodies are going to be made perfect. So don't think that just because they may not have received their healing in this realm, that healing is not going to take forth ever for them because that's not true. 
So you have people who are going to tell you, well, the Bible ain't real because I, I prayed and, and my loved one didn't get healed. That doesn't necessarily mean that they, not, they didn't get the healing that you prayed for. Because in eternity with God, there are no sick bodies. There is no pain. There is no suffering. I hope that blessed you. Someone out there may have been wrestling with that. Let me, I, I pray through the spirit that you now realize that just because someone prayed and the person didn't, they passed on, doesn't, doesn't mean that the healing that you pray for is not going to take place because it is. It just didn't happen in this, in this realm. The Bible also talks about us yielding our will to God's perfect will. Jesus said it in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done. We all should have that mindset. Amen. All right. I hope this study kind of helped you. Amen. It was a little bit longer than what I normally do, but I believe that there were some good nuggets in this particular podcast to help you along your journey. And I pray that you took notes and you wrote the scriptures down so you can go back and read them for yourself. Study them. Meditate and ponder over them. Amen. And I hope the Bible study um, tool that I helped that I gave you tonight, the, the information I helped, hope that helps you too. You can't just go through the word of God, pulling out scriptures here and there and not knowing the, the context of what you're reading. Amen. So for me, this was good. I, I love to share the word of God. I love to help people along in their Bible study. I love to um, exposit the word of God. But most, most importantly, I love to help um, the family of God understand God's word more. He does speak and he's speaking through his word. So um, I would ask you all to continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Be encouraged, be edified and be and be um, and be and be built up in this day and time we're living in. Amen. I want everybody to stay safe. But until the next time and all you're getting Please get an understanding. Everyone be blessed.